I've always said that I wanted to be remembered as a player that didn't waste a moment, didn't waste a day. I felt extremely blessed um, by the God-given talent. But at the same time, I didn't take it for granted at all. Hopefully, the players that are now and players that will come later um, choose to embody as well. Yo, what's up, listeners? Um, what's up, TGOS listeners and anyone who's tuning in to this podcast for the first time? This is The Glory in Our Stories. It's a podcast about interviewing individuals and grasping the details of their journey from past to present and even some details concerning the future. So I wanted to take this opportunity to, first of all, um, say that I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Um, Hope that you enjoyed yourself with your family, your friends, and that you had an opportunity to take time for yourself. We work all week. We work hard and we deserve to play harder. So with that being said, enjoy the time that you have because you can't get it back. You can't get it back. So, man, I was talking to my dad yesterday. I had called him and he told me, you know, in the midst of the conversations, he's like, you know what you got to do, right? And I said, what's that? He said, you got to use your voice. And I didn't even think about that. I was just so caught up in the moment. For those of you who are aware, you know, we lost a hero yesterday, um, Kobe Bryant. Um, We lost him along with his daughter, Gigi. So, was totally unexpected. But before I start, I do want to name everyone everyone that was involved in this incident in this accident and we have to be comfortable with saying people's names i know we don't want to admit to them i know we don't want to to uh, fully accept the reality but we have to i do apologize if you do hear (laughs) a cat in the background um She's uh, my fiance's cat who I've adopted myself since we we're getting married and eventually she'll be both of our responsibilities. But anyway, um, I just I have to say their names because we didn't just lose, you know, a future Hall of Famer, um, but we lost (laughs) we lost several other people. So. Hopefully, by saying their names, we shed light on the legacy that they all left. Aboard the private jet, um, Kobe Bryant's private jet, uh, it was Kobe Bryant, it was Gianna, Gianna Bryant, Gigi, his daughter, John Autobelli, Carrie Autobelli, Alyssa Autobelli, I apologize if I'm butchering their names. Uh, Christina Mosser, Peyton Chester, Sarah Chester, and the pilot, Ara Zobayan. 
I think I'm saying that. Oh, I hope I'm not butchering that. But I do apologize uh, for those of you who are listening. I think it's Ara Zobayan. Nine lives. These families have to go on without them. And um, I'm certain none of them woke up yesterday saying this is it. None of them woke up expressing um, the possibility of living on their last day. So my condolences to the families, um, specifically to Vanessa, because she's the only one that I know of. Uh, Vanessa and her two girls, they had to wake up this morning for the first time um, without the presence of Gigi and Kobe Bryant. So it's a sad day for sports. It's a sad day for Kobe fans. It's a sad day in general because Kobe had a global influence, not just an, a national, but a global influence. I just saw that the Prince of Dubai made a reference to Kobe and the influence that he had on the youth of Dubai, the Prince of Dubai, you know, so that's what kind of person he was. No, I didn't have, I didn't know him personally. He never met me. He, he, for all he knows, I don't even exist. Well, for all he knew, I didn't exist. But to go on a more personal note, this is the guy, my best friend and I grew up watching. We were Laker fans, primarily because of Kobe. Kobe, Kobe was that one planet you would see on a dark night and you're like, wow, I can't believe this, this actually exists. I can't believe God made this. It's so close, but so far away. And that's how we felt about Kobe. Um, my, my, my best friend owned, actually owned a pair of Kobe's shoes. I forgot which ones they were, but it was the black pair. I remember them the black pair and um i remember i remember him wearing them i remember he was telling me that he he begged his mom to get them um if he didn't buy them himself um dang i forgot which year it was i think it was 2003 or 2004 i asked my mom for a kobe bryant all-star jersey and I ended up staining it. I don't know how I did it, but I, I ruined it. And I was so mad. But I begged my mom for that jersey. Because Kobe was just that influential. You know, I wasn't the best basketball player, but no matter who you were, you know, you couldn't go without making a Kobe Bryant reference. I mean, he was, Kobe Bryant was like barbershop talk. Kobe Bryant was high school cafeteria talk. Kobe Bryant was locker room talk. Back when you had the great debate between Jordan and Kobe, and then you had the debate, the, the debate between Kobe and McGrady, and then nowadays you had the, the, the debate between Kobe and LeBron, and it's just Kobe was that guy. Kobe went from number eight to number 24, you know what I'm saying? So 
he had a great influence on my life. He had a great influence on my best friend's life and a lot of our peers. One thing you couldn't do is not respect his grind, not respect his tenacity, not respect. You you couldn't help but to respect. You just couldn't you, you couldn't disrespect anything that he did because he did it full force. I think I think Kobe was one of the probably the first person that I ever knew of that gave 120,000 percent. And I know sometimes we think, oh, that's impossible. No, he was a living manifestation of that of that phrase going beyond what most of us are limited to. I've been hearing people speak on ESPN and all over the news about their experience with Kobe and how much they meant to him. The one that really caught my attention was the interview with Tracy McGrady. He really tried his best to keep it together. But, you know, these cats are grown men now. They have families and and watching McGrady just just be broken. Just broken. He lost his friend. He lost his brother. And there's nothing you can do about that. One of my favorite memories of Kobe was actually a recent one. Well, actually, it was about nine, maybe nine years ago. Wow. Was it nine years ago? I think it was. Wow. Nine years ago, um, I think it was 2011, if I'm not mistaken, 2011 playoffs. Um, you all can correct me if I'm wrong. And, you know, I'm not as um, detail-oriented when it comes to sports, but I, I do know um, the moments that Kobe really amazed me. Of course, you know, when he broke his finger and still, still playing. And um, I remember he hurt his hand. Once he was playing against the Spurs, somebody had the nerve to contest him and he dunked with a hurt hand. He had that. If y'all remember, he had that glove on his hand, uh, his right hand. That's back when he still had his fro. Still number eight. And I was like, wow. But this moment in particular in 2011, um, Thor. I'm sorry, Okafor. Play for the Charlotte Hornets. Kobe was at the top of the key. And, you know, Kobe is the vet on his team. He's surrounded by all these young players. <laughs> and he, he like, he's at the top of the key. And I'm thinking, Kobe's about to shoot a three. You know, Kobe is not as young as he used to be. He's not as spry. And he was smacking his hands like, yo, pass me the ball. So he grabbed, he gets the ball fakes left, and then goes right and just slams on Okafor. Like, just completely slams. And just, just all up in his face, man. And I and I remember he did that, and I was sitting at, at, my, at my, my best friend's house. I was sitting at his house, and I was like, I just lost it. I lost it. And I was just taken aback. I was taken because 
And it's funny because when he dunked, he immediately looked at the bench to say, yo, I still got it. And that's that's what really that's what really got me. I was like, he still got it. Still got it. So I needed to get on here to express two things that this hurt me so much. The reason why it hurt me was because all I can say is it's Kobe. And I'm not negating, I'm not disregarding Gigi and um, uh, the other seven passengers. But this, this, was, this was Kobe, and this is what he meant to me. Kobe was a great influence, not just as an athlete, but as an individual. Well-spoken, very intelligent. As you can see, he knew, I think, about seven languages. Um, he once did a performance. I never forget. He did a performance. Tyra Banks, of all people, was singing. And Kobe rapped in Italian. And he made it sound so effortlessly. Uh, he made it sound so effortless. And he had the swag with it. And he was just made, it sounded nice. But he rapped in Italian. And I was like, yo, this is dope. This was a long time ago. Long time ago. Um, and then all of his, you know, his classic Adidas commercials and his Sprite commercials. And it's like, this is Kobe Bryant, you know? So I really enjoyed um, watching him grow and watching him evolve. You know, a lot of us Lakers fans, you know, we had that that drought where um, I think it's right after Shaq left. Uh, we were just losing. We were racking up on superstars and declining in wins. We were just we it was, it was bad. It was a bad. It was probably a good, bad decade before things started picking up. Um, but. Yeah, it was it was a privilege to have lived during his lifetime. Um, as short as it is, as short as short as it was, it was it was a privilege. Um, I rem yesterday I it's funny because I actually got I got a phone call from my sister, and she was saying, "Did you hear the news about Kobe?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she said, "Kobe, they said he died in a helicopter crash," and I'm like, "Huh?" So I say, oh, hold on. So I immediately go to our, you know, everyone's primary source, Facebook. But actually, I typed it in Google, and first thing that came up was TMZ, and I was like, ah, eh, you know, they said the same thing about Eminem. Oh, nah. So I left that alone, and then you know, I saw it in Wikipedia. Like, no, these are not valuable sources. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. And then I checked Facebook, and there's this particular um, source. That every time something happens, it's breaking news, and they post it as soon as possible. Um, as you know, the last few years, there's been a lot of shootings, you know, bomb bombs, and a lot of domestic terrorism. And but when I saw this, I was like, "This can't be real." And then my fiance's father called her, and he lives in California. When he called her. And I heard my fiance say, so it's true. I was like, oh, my goodness. So the first person I can think to call um, was actually, I think, my best friend. And he didn't answer. So I was like, he must be busy. So I called my dad. And my dad didn't know either. That was his first time hearing about it. And 
I found out, I was like, this is true. And then my best friend finally got a hold of me. And he was actually about to start coaching the game. So he had to go into this, into that game with this on heavy on his heart. Speechless. And before he got off the phone, he said, man, I'm going to call you back when I'm done. And he said, I love you. And I couldn't even get it out because I was fine with with receiving the news. I was fine until I got on the phone with him because that's one thing we shared was an appreciation for Kobe Bryant and for the Lakers. I remember in 2005, it's funny, he just texted me and I texted him earlier about something. Uh, we were in two different places. Um, I think I was in Arkansas and he was in Mex- he was in Mexico. It was in 2005 in the finals with uh with Detroit. Lakers in Detroit. Lakers were down 20 points the entire game. We were so pissed. We were so pissed. That then at that point we were thinking, "Oh, this game's are fixed." There may be some truth to that, but we were we were dedicated, you know? And I remember us being on the phone because we, we were a year out of high school and we were trying to figure ourselves out. And we were on the phone, we were watching the game, like, hey man, they uh they not they not coming up. They they still down. And this that that gap remained consistent up until the third quarter where we was like, man, I'm for for to cut this off. It <laughs> maybe wasn't the the you know the best thing to do seeing that we were fans and you know it's kind of disrespectful but no man like it just felt like we felt like they didn't care but we had no idea what was going through their minds you know and with the championship on the line they had no idea so but just losing somebody like this such an iconic individual somebody that you looked up to and let me speak on this Kobe wasn't just an example in general Kobe was an ex- a huge example for the black community. Do you know how it feels to look on television and to see somebody that represents you doing all sorts of things that are just blowing your mind? Like, I can't believe a human being is able, capable of doing this. Think about it. At one point, Jesus walked the earth, but we can only imagine how much greater his feats were in the miracles that he performed and the people that he saved. We can only imagine if we see Kobe doing what he did, what he's done since he'd entered the league. We can only imagine. And we've seen Kobe do some awesome things. But lately, ever since he retired, we had, thanks to social media and the accessibility of being able to get an eye's view, you know, birds or like a close eye view of people's lives. We saw Kobe, the husband. We saw Kobe, the father. We saw Kobe, the mentor. We saw Kobe, the coach. You know, a lot of us secretly wanted Kobe to just go ahead and coach the Lakers, pick up where Phil Jackson left off. You know, it, it was only right. But Kobe had his own plan. He had his own calling. And he didn't have any desire to come back to the court. 
what he desired was building upon his legacy, but primarily building upon his legacy in relation to his family. That's one thing that really touched my heart. A friend of ours posted on Facebook how she could only imagine what Colby had to do with Gigi in order to calm her down when things just went completely left. Like we have no idea what those last minutes were, how, how, how pivotal they and how strategic Colby had to be so that he can literally be there for his daughter, knowing that there's a possibility that they are not going to live through this. And I was sitting at work and I thought to myself, I like, God, I understand Kobe. But Gigi, his daughter, his baby. Why? And then a thought crossed my mind. Just, you know, hypothetically speaking, we all know God works beyond our understanding and he, he works according to his will in which he only he fully and completely understands. But I thought to myself, uh, a warming, a sobering feeling like what if. What if God knew that if he said it was Gigi's time to go, ideally. How that may have affected Kobe. What if Kobe was left here after losing his daughter? Maybe God knew that Kobe wouldn't have made it. Maybe God said, let me call you both home. Or maybe it's the other way around. What if God decided to take Kobe and Gigi left behind without her father? Who knows? But the hardest thing to accept as a human being is that God is a just God. Not trying to get religious or anything, but I thought I'd take this to a different direction in the sense that I couldn't go on here without mentioning God's grace and his mercy. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, and I'm just going to speak on it briefly. But first of all, take your time to mourn. Please, folks, I'm still hurting. And I didn't. Kobe wasn't my father. He wasn't my friend. He wasn't even a stranger to me. <laughs> like I said before, my existence is unbeknownst to him, yo. But take the time to mourn because he meant so much to most of us, to those of us who knew him, who were influenced by him, by him. Mourn. Mourn for him mourn for Gigi, mourn for the other passengers and their families. Their families had to wake up without them this morning. And as long as they're living, they forever will wake up without them. That's a reality that is hard to swallow. So mourn, cry, talk to other people, meet up, say, hey, man, I can't do this alone. Yo, do whatever you have to do. Please mourn. I quoted that to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of God. I can only imagine how happy they are. Hopefully. 
how happy they are. The reality of this is that I have a feeling that they had some connection with God. I mean, somebody did post that they they had just seen Kobe in, in mass pretty much at church on Sunday. And there's a video of uh, Stephen A. Smith asking Kobe years ago, like, how do you deal with all this? And Kobe said, God. Only God could. And he spoke on that so profoundly. So we don't know the type of relationships. And I'm, I'm referencing us Christians. We don't know what type of relationship that Kobe and everybody else on that on that in, that in that helicopter they have with God. We don't know. But just because this happened doesn't mean that this opportunity slipped through God's fingers. This wasn't an oops moment for God. He allowed this to happen. And if you're upset, yo, yo, I'm telling you, you have every single right. I've been upset with God in so many occasions, but God would rather have you upset with him and being authentically bothered than to be upset with someone who had nothing to do with the outcome of your situation. God rather you be that transparent. And we're going to be transparent right now. This hurts. This sucks. Why? Why did this have to happen? Why do we lose so many people that mean so much to us? It's not fair. It's not. It's not fair. But the beautiful thing about the people in our lives and the time that we have, we only get a chance to do it once. And if you think about it, this is the party and the afterlife is the after party like you get to enjoy yourself and then live the rest of your life rejoicing in eternity I believe that God called some of his children home yesterday he says, time to come home. When you're a kid and your mom calls you and she says, it's time to come home. That passage, that, that journey back to the house is easy. All you have to do is hop on your bike. All you have to do is hop in the car, hop on the bus. It's all you need. But when it, God says, it's time for you to come home, in reference to leaving this life, leaving this world, leaving the body. We can't pick our source of transportation. We can't pick it. God orchestrated that before we were born. He said, when I take when I when it, when your job is done, it's time for you to come home. And that's what he did. So whether you believe uh, in Christianity or Judaism or anything, what well, doesn't matter? I'm just expressing my personal belief. Um, and if you feel differently, I perfectly understand. I do. But this was hard. And 
my condolences to uh, their family. Condolences to all the families um, in reference to the those who passed away in the actual accident and um, the actual crash. Man, to us Kobe fans, this is going to take a minute. This is going to take a minute. I can't tell you how many times I've sighed today, how many times I've cried. And not only that, it just caused me to really concentrate on my life and what I'm doing with my fiance. I'm conjoining. I'm cleaving to my wife. We're going to be getting married in less than two months. And she's going to be my equal and I will be hers. And the thought of losing her terrifies me. I told her today how much of a light she is in my life, how much of a light she provides to our place. She told me that she loves coming home to me. But I love coming home and waiting for her. We have different work schedules. She's my firecracker. She's my fire. She's my. She's supposed she's 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 so spicy. <laughs> but losing her is something that gets me choked up every time. And I honestly believe God was listening to me when I was praying for my wife as a teenager. I've been wanting to be a husband for as long as I can remember. I can only imagine the joy Kobe had with his family, with his girls, you know. No, he didn't have boys or not one. He probably wanted one, but he didn't care. Like, these are my girls. And I want to be there for my girl as long as I can. So, again, for those of you who are listening, continue to mourn. Pray for the families. And I personally pray for you. And I hope that you appreciate the now. Appreciate the tomorrow. If you have an opportunity to see it, but it's not it's not guaranteed. So just appreciate the now. You want to hang out with your friends? Do it now. You want to mend a relation, a broken relationship with your parent or parents? Do it now. You want to publish that book? Do it now. You want to record that song? Do it now. If you want to take that trip, do it now. You're not promised anything else. So, um, recently, my, and I say this before I leave, one of my favorite pastors, David, uh, well, not David Braxton. He is one of my favorite pastors, uh, Pastor David Braxton, but my other one is Dr. Tony Evans. Dr. Tony Evans lost... Um, his wife, Mrs. Evans, of uh, of cancer. Um, they've been married for almost fifty something years, and it was tearing him up. But he was being consistent with his ministry. He expressed how it's affecting him. Um, but you just, when it comes to the people that really mean the most in your life, the people that were the most influential, you just automatically think that nothing 
nothing harmful will come their way. But we're not all we're we're not exempted to pain. We're not exempted to heartache. We're not exempted to death. But what really gives me hope is knowing that this life is awesome. It is beautiful, but it's not the best thing that's going to ever happen happen to us. It's not the best thing that's going to happen to us. So. In reference to Kobe and the reference to the remaining reference to Gigi and the remaining passengers, the pilot. Mourn. Cry, take your time, collect, take as long as you need. Take a knee, take two, take a nap. Whatever you need to do. Because this sucks. But I pray that we progress, we move on, and we continuously be intentional towards each other. Because this right now is all we have. For those of you, again, who are listening, uh, this is your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. With the glory in our stories. Yeah.